The best and brightest physicians choose to work at Boston Medical Center. And now it's time to hear what they're saying. This is Boston Med Talks. Here's Melanie Cole. Addiction is the most pressing public health crisis of our time. It's a chronic medical condition that can impair health and function and is characterized by repeated use of substance despite harmful consequences. My guest today is Michael Botticelli. He's one of the nation's leading addiction experts and served as the director of the National Drug Control Policy at the White House under President Obama, and he's currently the director of Boston Medical Center's newly established Graken Center for Addiction Medicine. Welcome to the show, Michael. Everyone's heard that opioids are a huge issue in the country. And and tell us a little bit about what's going on and some stats about opioid addiction. Sure. So uh, first of all, thank you for having me, and it's great to be here. You know, as we discussed, you know, opioid addiction is probably our most pressing health crisis that we have here. And, you know, it's estimated that about 2 million Americans um, have an opioid use disorder that requires uh, care and treatment. And you know, perhaps the most staggering figure that we have is the incredible number of people who are dying on a daily basis, both here in Massachusetts and nationally, every day from an opioid use disorder. You know, uh, in 2015, the last time that we had uh, uh, national figures, there's about 33,000 people died of an opioid use disorder. And here in Massachusetts, you know, that uh, that figure uh, was about 1,900 people who uh, died in 2016 of an overdose. So this has been, you know, just a huge issue, not just here in Boston, but in Massachusetts and nationally. Why do you think this got so out of control, Michael? So, you know, one of the reasons that we know it got out of control was, you know, often I think a well-intended push by the medical profession to do a better job at treating pain, um, but uh, treating pain with very, very addictive uh, prescription opioids. And we, uh, one of the main drivers of the, uh, of the epidemic has been just the widespread uh, overprescribing of prescription drugs, uh, uh, again, here in Massachusetts and the rest of the nation. And, uh, you know, we know, um, despite some of the claims of the pharmaceutical industry, that these are highly addictive substances. And you know, we have seen a tremendous amount of addiction start by people uh, taking high doses and long duration of these medications. We know that people have often gotten prescriptions for uh, uh, 30 days or 60 days of these medications, um, and they have gotten diverted from people's own homes and medicine cabinets. And uh, so, so we know many people start down the path to addiction uh, by using or taking someone else's prescription drug. So so part of what we really need to do here at Boston Medical Center and around the country is re-educating our medical professionals on safe and effective opioid prescribing. Uh, the Governor Baker here in Massachusetts passed pretty aggressive state laws that look at um, uh, limiting the amount that people get from a pers- uh, first prescription and consulting databases that allow uh, prescribers to check to make sure that people have not got uh, multiple prescriptions from multiple doctors. So, you know, we really, I think, I, you know, while this is, while we know this is a complex problem and requires multiple strategies, we know that kind of reining in the overprescribing of prescription pain medication is particularly important. So, Michael, before we talk about how to curb the epidemic, 
What are some signs and symptoms of opioid addiction that somebody either might recognize in themselves, and while that might be a little more difficult, some loved one might recognize some of these things? How would you even know? Sure. So, you know, we know that there are some general signs and symptoms of addiction in general that, you know, people should pay attention to. Um, you know, one is, uh, uh, you know, that people lose interest in uh, activities that they used to be, uh, you know, uh, 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 really engaged in that their peer group changes um, that uh, they um, uh, you know that their grades slip particularly for students that you see a drop in academic performance um, and and see some change in behaviors um, but particularly with opioid use disorder I think it's you know that you see people uh, being you know incredibly drowsy or or sleepy it's you know you often see them kind of manufacturing ailments or pain uh, to make sure that they're trying to get these medications. So we know that there are many, many signs and symptoms. And, you know, I've talked to many parents and loved ones over the years uh, in my work. And, you know, often I think um, parents and loved ones ignore some of those early warning signs that they see them, but they minimize them and they don't believe it, you know, it's a, a problem. And, you know, so my suggestion is, you know, don't ignore those uh, those symptoms. If you see something, you know, it's almost like the, the the warnings that we hear at airports. If you see something, say something. And, you know, that's always been my watchword and recommendation is that, you know, if you see something, um, uh, you know, or um, that uh, really appears to be out of the ordinary for behavior uh, for your loved one, and, and you suspect that there might be a problem, you know, really reach out to a professional and ask for help and get good guidance. Michael, Boston Medical Center has been working with to both curb this epidemic and help treat people with addiction. What is BMC doing now and what are some of the plans for the future? Sure. So Boston Medical Center has a long history of, of dealing with addiction and treating addiction um, in, in a number of different ways. And I think that that work has tremendously accelerated with, uh, with just the huge opiate epidemic that we have here uh, in Boston and Massachusetts. And, you know, uh, there are a number of things that I think are uh, happening here that um, uh, are, I think are, are really notable. And one is, you know, we know that often it can be hard, even with all of the treatment that we have here and in Massachusetts, it can be very hard to get into treatment. And so Boston Medical Center, uh, with uh, funding from the state, opened what's called a Faster Path program. And it's really an urgent care center for people with opioid use disorders who might end up in the emergency room or who need access to treatment. It's where they can kind of walk in and be able to get help and assistance um, in finding and getting in treatment capacity. Um, we do have to, have done a tremendous amount of work here um, to increase the capacity of our primary care programs to do um, good uh, treatment using highly effective medications. So uh, in our primary care clinic, uh, we have a number of physicians and nurses who are able to treat people uh, with addiction. Um, we have opened a uh, youth and young adult treatment program uh, here at Boston Medical Center. So we, you know, we have really, I think, implemented a wide variety of programs um, to, to make sure that uh, particularly people have uh, uh, ready and available access to care and treatment when they need it, which we know is really critical uh, at this at this time. So tell us about the Graken Center. How did it come to be? And what do you see the role of the center now and five years from now? 
Sure. So, you know, we were incredibly fortunate that I think that the uh, uh, Boston Medical Center, you know, despite its long history of doing really great, innovative work in care, um, realized we need to do more um, and really need to accelerate the work that we're doing. Um, and we're very, very fortunate to have identified uh, the Graken family uh, who have talked about how they as a family have been impacted by addiction uh, to really give a historic gift to the hospital of $25 million over the next five years. And, you know, as we get, as we're launching the Graken Center, you know, part of our work is to really kind of accelerate the, the great work um, that's happening here in uh, treatment innovation to continue to develop and accelerate innovative treatment models uh, that do a great job at getting people into recovery. Continuing to focus on medical education, you know, one of the areas the opioid epidemic has really taught us is that we need to do a better job of integrating issues of addiction into uh, medical school, nursing school, dental school, or schools of public health. So we'll continue to do that as, as well as contributing to um, adding to our knowledge base of how we effectively deal and treat people with addiction. So we are in incredibly in fortunate through the through the generosity of the Graken family to be able to continue to accelerate our work here. And what we hope to have happen is that, you know, this work will not only have significance for our patients here at Boston Medical Center, but these will continue to be um, uh, national models and even in international models for how we treat uh, people with addiction, particularly within our healthcare institutions. So, you know, we're incredibly in, uh, uh, fortunate to, to have this kind of gift, and particularly at this time when, uh, you know, we know we need to do a better job of identifying and treating people with addiction. And just let's talk, we only have a few minutes left, but let's talk about stigma. It's just really starting to be seen as a disease addiction rather than a moral failing. How do you think we can get the general public to see this as the disease that it is and wrap it up for us with your best advice about seeking help if you are someone who has an addiction problem or if you have a loved one that has an addiction issue? So we know that stigma plays a big role role in, one, keeping people from seeking care and often delaying people from seeking care. People feel ashamed and embarrassed uh, to talk about it, um, whether that relates to their own personal issues with addiction or those of a, of a loved one. Um, and so part of what we have to do is, uh, you know, acknowledge that this is a disease. It's not a moral failing to treat each other with love and kindness and support um, and make sure that we are talking about this in an open and honest way. I also think, you know, I've been a person in long-term recovery, and, and I also want to make sure that people in long-term recovery uh, talk about their path and their journey. You know, we know one of the best ways to, to uh, diminish stigma is to talk openly and candidly about uh, our struggles, about our path. You know, we, this is no different than any other disease, and we want to make sure that, that we create programs that treat people with dignity and respect uh, so that people don't feel that shame and stigma that is uh, unfortunately uh, uh, attached to this. I think we need to continue to uh, educate the general public 
um, about the disease of addiction, that this is a disease, that it's not a moral failing. So how we work with our law enforcement officers and general public, uh, I think is really important because it, you know, uh, you know, I, again, have heard, you know, too many times and too many stories of parents and loved ones who, who have been ashamed and embarrassed to talk about this. But, but I do believe that that is changing. And I do believe that we, we can continue through the Great Center and through work that's happening throughout Massachusetts and the country to really help diminish some of the stigma and shame that's still associated with addiction. Thank you so much for being with us today, Michael. It is absolutely such important information, and we applaud all the great work that you're doing there at the Graken Center. You're listening to Boston Med Talks with Boston Medical Center, and for more information, you can go to bmc.org. That's bmc.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.